Welcome to the Business Finishing School Podcast, the Financial Battleship Edition. Learn how to regain liquidity, use, and control of your cash while harnessing the power of uninterrupted compounding. Become a wealth creator. Here's your host, President and CEO of Living Wealthy Financial, Teresa Kuhn. Hello and welcome to the Financial Battleship Podcast. For this month's podcast, Teresa is going to be presenting the simple path to wealth creation, the one principle you need to reclaim the power of your dollars. And for those of you that were at the summit, this is going to be a great refresher of Teresa's presentation. For those of you that were not there, this is going to be some wonderful new information. So welcome to the podcast, Teresa. Thank you so much, Kristen, and thank you for the introduction, and I'm excited that we'll be discussing that presentation that we it's, had. It's, it's unbelievable, and it's a community, Kristen, I know is, has become very dear to your heart, as it is in, in my heart. Don't you just love visiting with people and hearing their stories, you know, every six months, what are you doing, what their progress has been, seeing the growth and their many members there that you and I were talking about, oh my gosh, they've, they're doing so great. Yes, I just love the community there. Everyone there is so welcoming, so encouraging, so positive. And it's wonderful to, you know, see people over and over again and how they're applying the business finishing school principles to their life and their business and how they're succeeding. It's, it's really inspiring. Very inspiring. And one of the really exciting things is, you know, it, it falls in along with the rhythm, right? That is part of the whole business finishing school principles and strategies. It's just a rhythm. And every six months, we know where we're going to be and who we're going to see. And um, so it's really cool. And we are also very honored to be the financial solution for the business finishing school community. And so we had an opportunity to meet with many of our existing clients and have an opportunity to help some of the new members who have, are not clients and get them on the simple path to their wealth creation. The uh, presentation that um, we gave at the summit. So why don't we go ahead and, and get into that? That sounds great, Teresa. So to start with, um, I think we should talk a little bit about what wealth means. Um, so, Teresa, what do you think wealth means um, to you? Well, to me personally, um, it, you know, the, the, the name of the business that I started a long time ago is Living Wealthy. And for me, wealth was just so much more than money, even though I've worked with money for over 30 years. So it's a, it's an all-encompassing term, right? It's not just uh, money. It's lifestyle. It's relationships. It's it's just everything, right? But from our topic, the perspective from our topic, you know, the clients that we've worked with over the years, you know, we do ask the question um, all the time: What's your objective? What are you trying to accomplish? You know, what do you want from your finances? And we do hear that word wealthy often. And I think it just has a deeper meaning. You know, I don't think it's so much a number and people associate a number with the concept of being wealthy. 
I think it's an emotion. I think people are seeking an emotional state, a place where they're at peace with their finances. They're at peace knowing that no matter what happens in life with their business, with their health, with their spouse's health or their kids or their parents, uh, whatever it is that they want to do in life and accomplish in life, that they'll be able to do it. And money is not going to hold them back from it, right? And we're not talking about, you know, living the lifestyle of the rich and famous per se, uh, unless that's what they want. But typically it's not about that. It's, you know, if I want to travel, I want to be able to travel. If I want to take time off, I want to take time off. If I want to, you know, provide for my kids or my grandkids or, you know, create a legacy that spans generations, I want to be able to do that. And so I think it's, it's that emotional state that people are seeking. Yes, I would agree, Teresa. I think um, wealth is not really about the amount of money that you have. It's about the freedom to not be dependent on that money. And so we talk a lot about um, Maslow and his hierarchy of needs. And money can really satisfy all of the different um, steps along that pyramid. And so first, you know, we have to um, uh, actualize our, our needs for shelter, for food, for safety, for love, for belonging. But I think a lot of people really, when it comes to what they're wanting to accomplish with wealth, is getting to the top of that pyramid and be able to self-actualize. Um, and as you mentioned, you're not able to do that if you thr- feel threatened with money, if you're not sure where your next meal is coming from or where you're going to sleep the next day. Totally. And the world that we live in today, this whole social media society, right? It's You see a very common theme, become self-actualized, follow your dreams, live the life that you want, life is short, you know, et cetera, Right. And how do you do that if you're stressed about money and you're stressed about your bills and you're stressed about, you know, you've got that chatter in your brain as to where, you know, you're, you're going to be in a year in terms of your business and can you make payroll and, you know, all of that, that brings people down, that weighs on people. And how can you be self-actualized and truly authentic, right, if, You've got all this noise in the background when it comes to finances. And so we think it's about, all right, getting your foundation in place so that you don't have that noise. You can you can lower the volume of the noise and you can, you know, really get into a place where you know things are taken care of no matter what. Yes, and so to satisfy this emotional need for security, um, we've seen our clients do a lot of crazy stuff with their money, and you came up with this, this term that I think is just, it, it's so such a good way to describe what people do to chase this emotional need for security with their money, and it's called hopium. So Teresa, tell us what, what hopium means and, and um, how people are applying this to their financial lives. Well, I don't know that I coined the term. I don't know if I borrowed it or stole it from someone. I have no idea. So, but when it comes to money, I mean, you know, opium has been around a long time and so is heroin, right? So I don't know the whole high around chasing investment schemes, right? 
when it comes to gambling, when it comes to investing in business opportunities and different real estate schemes, et cetera, there is a literal high adrenaline rush that people get. They get it from researching the business opportunity, let's say, and start dreaming about all the possibilities. And it's, it's making decisions in a high. And to get a little bit more graphic, you know, I talk about, you know, when it comes to relationships and infatuation, there is a chemical process that happens when people are in, infatuated with each other, when they're dating and they're infatuated. That same chemical process happens when you are, for some people, when they're researching a business opportunity or they're looking at different investment schemes, they become clouded in their thinking, just like you do when you're infatuated. You know, when a couple's infatuated with each other in the early stages of dating, I think God designed us so that we don't see any of the bad. We only see the good because otherwise the species would you know, not, not populate the earth, right? If we could see everything that's wrong with our mates from day one, we would never get together with them. And I think the same thing happens from an investment perspective. We are literally high and people are chasing. And we get that tunnel vision, right? Yes. You don't see any of the negative. And even though you might know that there's negative or know that there's risk, that high filters that out. And so you go chase that opportunity and chasing that opportunity also helps you dream and think that, oh, all of the mistakes that I've made in the past with money, right? All the money that I've lost in other investment schemes and all the money I've spent and all the money I've wasted, I'm, I'm going to be back to zero or I'm going to be so much further ahead. So this is going to solve all my problems, right? It is literally a change in chemistry that happens when people go down this road and they're seeking that emotional peace. They think that next high is going to give them what they're looking for. And that's why, you know, I, I coined it hopium. Uh, and, you know, what happens to people who use opium and hopium, right? It's, you know, eventually they come down to earth the investment doesn't work out. The business opportunity isn't as easy or as quick money as they may have thought. And they're back down to reality. And reality is even worse after the high. Right. Right. Absolutely. So people have been chasing these investment schemes from the beginning of time. But we, had, we didn't really see them coming into the mainstream until the 70s and 80s. Prior to that, most Americans saved around 8 to 10% of their income into very conservative savings vehicles. Um, and then in the 70s and 80s, we saw a shift to more riskier investment vehicles becoming more mainstream. Just like in the food industry, you know, in the 70s and 80s, we really saw this shift from homemade, wholesome, good food to these kind of Frankenstein foods like the Jellos, the face dust candy, the Pop Rocks, the cheese in a can, Sam, Tab. So it, it really became less about nutrition, um, less about health, and more about just these companies making more and more m money selling this so-called food. 
I remember Freshen Up Gum, the gum that squirts in your mouth. Like I literally remember that ad campaign. And I also remember how tasty cheese in a can was with Little Ritz crackers. <laughs> do you remember that? Yes, I do. It was really good. And the thought of it today makes me nauseous. Like there's no way I would get close to any any of that. So I, I remember that that food and, and I was blessed didn't know it at the time that my mom didn't allow any of that food in the house, right? And we really don't have to chase investment schemes. We don't have to chase any of that to create wealth. You know, the beginning of the presentation was, you know, the a, a simple principle, right? You need to reclaim the power of your dollar and really to create wealth. And it's not that complicated. You know, Einstein said, if we use a, a a concept that most of us know, right? It's part of our vocabulary, you know, compound interest, right? Einstein said it's the eighth wonder of the world. He who understands it earns it. He who doesn't pays it. And I say he who doesn't understand it is a slave to the master that does, right? And just using compound interest, harnessing that power to benefit us instead of against us, and doing it with our greatest financial need, which is really buying stuff, right? And and people never hear that. They, they hear your greatest financial need is to save for retirement or to buy a house or to pay for college. No, it's to buy stuff. We live in a material world and we need to buy stuff. So how cool would it be if you could buy stuff and have that power of buying stuff, those dollars work for you. And for those of you listening who says, you know, I never pay interest to someone, I never finance, right? Allow us to expand your thinking that if you're paying cash for your items or the things that you buy, you are interrupting the growth of that money. You are paying interest. It's just in a different way because you're either going to pay interest or you pass on interest. You finance everything you buy. Yep, that's very true. And so when we talk about compound interest, um, let's give a visual of what compound interest is and what it can do. So if you think of every dollar that you have as a snowflake, if you're a wealth creator, you're going to roll that snowflake in the snow. And as you do that, that snowflake is going to start to accumulate more and more snow. And it's going to turn into a snowball. And the bigger that snowball gets, the bigger and faster it grows. Because, of course, the more surface area you have, the more snow you can pick up. So when you interrupt the compounding, you stop the accumulation of the snowball. And you don't want to do that, right? You want the biggest snowball you can get, and you want to start accumulating that snowball when you're young, when you're at the top of the mountain and you have more time to work with. Because if you're at the top of the mountain and you have this great big snowball and you push that snowball down the mountain, it's going to go faster and faster and it's going to get bigger and bigger and you're not going to be able to stop it no matter what you do. So true. And so if you're thinking, hey, I'm not young anymore, right? I'm in my 50s or 60s or 70s. You know, that's not going to work for me. No, it does work for you, right? Number one, you don't know when you're going to die, right? Unless somebody predicted when you were going to die, like a doctor. And you're just starting your snowball. 
lower on the mountain. And so you still have an opportunity to have this concept of compound interest work for you. And the goal is not to block the snowball so that it keeps growing or not to interrupt the compounding. And so what are some of the ways that we interrupt compounding, right? Well, when we chase investment schemes or business opportunities and we have losses, those are dollars you can never get back, right? Taxes, paying, you know, we all have to pay taxes, but there are taxes that we pay unnecessarily. There are ways of positioning our money so we don't have to pay as much in taxes. There are fees and, of course, spending. And like we said, your greatest financial need is buying things in your life. It just is. Right. So really, the concept here is not about chasing some kind of complicated investing scheme. It's really just about shifting what you're currently doing and repositioning your money so that you don't interrupt the compounding of your dollars. And we have something that's called the wealth equation. And the wealth equation says that you can control of your money without interrupting the compounding of that money is the best way to become a wealth creator, getting that compounding to work for us and not against us. Without risk, right? Without chasing the schemes. And if you want to chase those, you know, investment opportunities, we're not saying risk is terrible. It's just you become a better investor because once you've got your dollars working for you uninterrupted in a safe and secure environment, then you become less intrigued about chasing the other stuff because you're not looking for that high. You're not looking for that hit. You're not looking for that hopium because you've got things that are organized. You've got your foundation in place and there's a freedom in that. There's a freedom that enables you to express yourself in the world without that noise. Right. And Teresa, so we're coming to the end of our time here with you today. We're going to leave you hanging just a little bit. Um, But this has been a great introduction to the presentation and to this strategy. And next month, we're going to come back with some great case studies that show how if you shift two things that everyone does, pretty much everyone does is they save money and they buy cars. You can shift the way that you do those two things you can really have this concept of uninterrupted compounding work for you to create more wealth in your life. Awesome. I'm excited to see everybody in part two. And it was a pleasure presenting alongside you on The Wealth Equation. And so excited to to see you all again next time. Yes. Thank you so much, Teresa. And thank you to everyone for listening in today. We look forward to talking to you next month. If you do have any questions for us, or if you want to learn more about this strategy and how to implement it in your own life, you can reach out to us. Our phone number is 1-800-382-0830. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the Business Finishing School podcast, where we teach you business growth simplified. For more information on Business Finishing School or their Business Growth Summit event, visit businessfinishingschool.com.